What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley brought to you by SRI Performance, stock car steel and aluminum, profab headers, and exhaust, and Earl Ramey Racing Engines. What's going on, guys? I'm David. I'm Connor. And we got got the new guy over here with us, Mr. Skyler Whitfield. What's going on, man? Man, I'm happy to be here, David. Appreciate you bringing me out to Chicken Bone Alley. I follow your podcast, and uh, you guys talk all about it at Dylan and Florence every week. You got something new to bring to the table, so... Just happy to join y'all here today. Well, man, we appreciate you coming over and hanging out with us, man. I've uh, I've told you for how long that we need to get you on here and finally able to make it happen, man. Talk some racing. Get somebody that actually uh, watches it, you know. <laughs> That's what I like about it. Skylar has been in the announcer's booth over there. You, you've been singing all over, been, been in the announcer's booth, all that stuff. So you have a complete different perspective of racing at florence and dylan than me and connor have because we are always down in the pits i never hardly uh, connor actually sat in stands at the iceberg yeah. <laughs> but I, I i'm never up there i'm in the pits and you know how it is though mm. but um so so having you on here to talk about all this week's racing man it's um it'd be cool be cool and uh have a different perspective on it i guess yeah and you say it's the the race fans podcast i feel like if you're in the announcer booth, you're one of the ultimate race fans. Yeah. You're following everything that's going along, and uh, you know you're trying to give give a little bit of info about everybody. And uh, that's I love it, man. I, I love it so much. So appreciate you having me on. I oh, appreciate you coming, man. Well, everybody out there, if if you are watching, um, just to let you know we are uh, we got some new equipment this week. So I'm hoping everything's working right. I got new camera, new microphones, new oh, everything. Trying to get it all straight. So hopefully it works right because we had some camera issues the last couple of yep. weeks for some reason it was kind of laggy so trying to fix it gotta fix it you know so um anyway man um which first of all before, before we go any farther anybody who listens to the show everybody around here knows who you are for sure but anybody listening to the show not from around here let everybody know who you are what you do all that fun stuff uh so i'm a full-time musician that's uh how i make my money i'm very fortunate to make that my, my full-time job uh, I play primarily in the Grand Strand of uh, Myrtle Beach area from Georgetown about to Wilmington area. That's really where I play. Uh, outlaw country, Americana rock and roll. Uh, I play slide guitar and sing. Yeah, I see your tattoo. Yeah, that <laughs> thing's awesome, man. Uh, need to get something as cool as that. <laughs> there you go. But uh, And then I play a little bit with a band called Route 65 Band. Uh, they're out of North Myrtle Beach. A uh, ton of fun. Uh, that's more like your kind of go-ahead, straight, straightforward country music and... Uh, uh, man, I just I love doing that. Uh, I'm a national anthem singer. Uh, just came back from uh, New Smyrna Speedway, Volusia Speedway, go down to Florida there and uh, and do that at, at a bunch of different tracks. Um, and then uh, uh, I guess it's my hobby, but I really love it. I love uh, announcing the races uh, here at Florence and uh, up the road at Ron Barfield's track at Dillon. And uh, I really enjoyed kind of immersing myself in that world for the last uh, three years or so. That's what I was going to say. What, what, what got you up there? Um, it, you know, uh, obviously they got you at the track you know singing the national anthem some what uh what what made you want to go from there to up to the announcer's booth well i started in the racing world uh d doing some interviews with race 22 yeah. um you know uh it was kind of not as as widely uh viewed the last couple years but i've been very busy but I, when i have time i like to go over there interview the drivers uh and just see what they have to say about the races uh, so I did that for a couple years, and I'm still doing that from time to time, yeah, mostly volunteer sure. basis, you know. Uh, but I, I got to uh, Florence one time at Steve's track, and it was literally last year to this day. Uh, 
he's like, hey, you want to announce? And he's like, you've done Race 22 stuff. You can do this. I was like, I don't know, man. All I've done is run your old scoreboard, pressing the buttons in. And that thing was, I'm glad he updated it. Was <laughs> it was an antique. It looked like a 1989 Retro Bowl video game or something. It was probably older than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bob Dillner's there. And uh, in the first race I ever announced just on my own was that crazy thunder and lightning race. <laughs> Opening week. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, Joey Webster and his crew wanted to fight everybody in the pits that day. I think they did. <laughs> they caught Bucky on the chin, the official down there. <laughs> I still pick on Bucky about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that was my first race announcing Cameron Minahan dive bombing everybody. It was a crazy race. And uh, I, I, once that happened, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm doing this as much as I can. <laughs> you didn't know you were going to be a, uh, a racing announcer and a wrestling announcer at the same day. <laughs> hey, that's what keeps it safe, man. You got to hit somebody if they're going to wreck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> There's always consequences. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, well, tell us a little about your music career. How how long you been? Uh, how long you been playing and singing and all that fun stuff? Uh, a long time. Um, I mean, I started singing in church. I was probably yeah. the youngest choir member by about thirty years. <laughs> nice. I was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Still uh, am some days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, my mom was into uh, drama and children's theater, yeah. which I'm very grateful to be on stage at an early age and just have that experience and uh, learn music and. Uh, and then my dad's a Harley mechanic who loves racing and loves NASCAR. That's how I got into the racing side of things. Uh, but, but playing how I'm doing now, playing a lot of solo, duo, leading the band, uh, about five years. Nice. Uh, full-time, I guess. Nice. Mm. nice. It was really cool because, you know, me and Skylar's taught a good bit, but found out we, 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 we've we been in some common places <laughs> a good bit with bands and yeah. all that fun stuff. So uh, uh, that's cool, man. It, it, that's a um, – to me, the music world – um and the racing world are very similar in the fact of it's like you can go somewhere different all the time um you run into a lot of the same people sometimes mm. but everybody is there because they love it regardless if it's a race or if it's a it's, it's a show that you're you're, you're singing and play and all that fun stuff so everybody's there because they love it most of the time and um this it's i don't know it's just it's cool it's always been cool to me um i've personally I've, I've traveled I, I traveled with a southern southern gospel band when i was very very little mm. they were my neighbors and um even i don't care what kind of music you're playing everybody is at that show because they love what's about to happen at least so um it, it's it's cool man it's yeah. cool it's a uh, it's it's fun stuff always and uh, there's a lot of crossover between race fans music fans you know if you just go out there in the infield somewhere at a racetrack you're going to have some country or some rock and roll. That's right. Or people getting down and having a good time, maybe some cold drinks. Like that's that's the vibe I love. That's what I'm all about. That's right. Uh, they um it's really funny you say that because um good friend of mine, uh Mr. Mike Hulon, um he just uh sold his trailer, old go-kart trailer that he had. Uh we had it over here getting everything out of it actually and <laughs> it was so funny because this was back in the day. This was in the late 90s. There was probably stuff around. There just wasn't Google to find it. Mm. Um we had taken in his trailer and put a stereo in it and put mounts on the back of it for speakers. And we didn't have any way to really, you know, be able to just take the speakers off something quick. Uh, so we just took a, a wall plug, a wall socket, wired the speakers in that way so you could just plug them into this wall socket until you plugged it into the wrong wall socket and then it fried everything. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but it was like that. We, I mean, it was... Like you said, it was like the party trailer out there. It was um, it was a lot of fun, and 
I've always been like that myself. I mean, I I I don't know how to function without music and racing together. So, <laughs> so Connor, what you singing? Oh, I ain't singing nothing. I'm, I'm happy to listen though. I'm happy to listen. You playing the radio over there? Yeah. <laughs> playing in the shower. That's always the best best time to be alone and sing. You know. <laughs> oh, fun, 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 cool, man. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to. We, we can't pull up, but so much of it. But I want to uh, kind of give y'all a little, little excerpt of of some of Skylar's music here. Um, oh yeah, I had it pulled up and it left. <laughs> go figure. There we go. Um, but you got some new music that you're uh, putting out videos for coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. I released an album uh, last May, and I just got uh, a video done with uh, this. Maybe this first song I sent you here. Uh, it's called Mr. Jack Daniels, and uh, we'll be releasing it within the week. It's it's just about finished. And uh, a couple other songs. I know we got Modifieds coming to Florence. There's a song I wrote called Bowman Gray. That's my home track. I grew up in the Greensboro area. Uh, so, uh, And there's another couple of tunes there that are racing-related. So, yeah, this one's called Mr. Jack Daniels. Sweet. Mr. Jack Daniels, take my fears away. Sly guitar, man. I love, I love that. that. I, love <laughs> it. I love it. Unfortunately, can't play it too long. They like to uh, do all that copyright yeah. oh, junk yeah. on here. Well, I'd be the only you. one suing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though it's you right yeah. here. So, uh, man, that's a uh, it's good stuff. I've actually been um I, I've actually listened to this multiple times a, a, a lot. And then today, I was like, man, I'm gonna listen to to some of Skylar's music some more. Um, man, it's it's such good stuff. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. To that quarter mile. Scout song, Bowman Gray. Cause there's a big block street stock Chevy sitting here in this driveway. And my uncle Bobby came one day and welded in a Oh, good old copyrights. I just want to play all of it. I, I, that's the problem is I would sit here and play the whole album. We just sit here and just thumbs up, everybody. <laughs> um, man, it's such good stuff. Uh, if anybody wants to, we're definitely going to link it in the uh, in in the in the description on this podcast. But uh, if you want to go listen to Skylar's stuff, um, it's under Skylar Whitfield on on Spotify, Apple Music, all that, all, everything. Yeah. Um, album is called. Mason. Mason. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's actually my middle name, and it's okay. The type of jar you put uh, a certain beverage in. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. So you said you grew up up around that area. Of yeah, Thornton Greensboro Bogart? is where I spent most of my childhood. When I was a younger kid, I lived in uh, York, Pennsylvania. My okay. dad worked uh, for Harley and worked for uh, York York Technical Institute. Taught people how to put motorcycles together. Uh, I didn't get the mechanic gene as nearly <laughs> as good as he did, but I found music as a uh, you know, the thing that I really had a passion for. Um, and I spent most of my childhood in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, cl- so close to so many cool tracks. Ace, Caraway, yeah. Bowman Gray, Martinsville up north. Like, you couldn't beat beat it there. But uh, I do love living by the beach now here in Myrtle Beach. Been here about <laughs> 10 years now. All right. So that's what I was wondering. That's why I was about to ask you how long you'd been down here. So what, uh, what drew you to Myrtle Beach? I went to Coastal Carolina. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to do all four years, but uh, you know, learned what I wanted to learn, and still doing it as a career. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's a good place to do it at down yeah. there. I mean, obviously, um, there's so many places down at down at Myrtle Beach that, that and that's what I miss here is here in Florence. It, it, being us only you know a little over an hour away, um, we used to have a good music scene here in Florence, and there's not too much of it anymore. So I mean, that's that's great. That's why I, I always you know checking you out on facebook and everything and seeing where you got coming up and always playing somewhere down there and somewhere different all the time yeah. uh which is really cool because that's, that's that's what we're missing up here man it's uh it's tough up here so so i'm glad i'm glad to see you down there doing good at it man hey we're missing our racetrack that's why we come here you know <laughs> <laughs> very i would trust me i'm missing it too i know yeah, connor is yeah it's a lose lose ain't it <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I mean, honestly, shout out to Steve Zacharias and his whole family. I mean, from what Florence was just four years ago to now oh, yeah. to see oh. all the changes and the big names. I mean, who would have thought three years ago Earnhardt Jr. is going to be a regular three, four times a year running at Florence right. Motor Speedway? That's right. He, um, they, they, Steve and him, uh, his family, the Zacharias family, uh, they have all, Brian Voss, we had him on here. Uh, a few weeks ago, man, they've done done a great job over there. Um, you know, really bringing back, and we've said it so many times, really bringing back, you know, the the late model stock racing to this area, and and bringing that NASCAR name back here that that everybody loved to. Uh, you know, it, it's it's something about it. I don't know what it, you can go to any track on any Saturday night, but there's something about it when you see um, that it just got that NASCAR. Or what used to be NASCAR Weekly Series and everything, you know, just got the NASCAR insignia on it. Everybody loves it. I don't know. It's it's really cool, really cool to see. So, um, all right, man. Well, let's get into some racing a little bit, and we'll, we'll get into some more stuff here in a little while. Um, uh, we had a lot of it this past weekend. It <laughs> yeah. seemed like, and it all landed on time this past week. Um, you went, you were down at Daytona, wasn't you? Yeah, I work for the track. Uh, I'd be speed. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What do you do? Uh, I'm okay. an usher there. Nice. So usually just from Thursday to Sunday, or I guess Monday. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, just tell people where to sit, and you know, you can you can watch some of the racing too. You know, I just gotta you know make sure no one's smoking in the grandstand. There you go. There you and, go. And uh, you know, just make sure people are having a good time, really. I, I see you uh, found our uh, our buddy Andy Newsom down there. Oh yeah, <laughs> Friday night I was in the infield. Woke up the next day next to the fire pit. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> that seems to follow him somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't wonder how. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Andy. Dog will hunt and dog hunted. <laughs> we had a good time. Boo Carlisle, what's up, buddy? Good seeing you on here, man. Appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us. Can't wait to. Uh, I need to get you back on here soon, man. Let's talk about the uh, the, the, the the series this year, the street stocks, man, the super super stocks. Um, it's so uh, ready to have you back on here, and let's let's get that rolling. But anyway, all right. So uh, so so Daytona was fun. It, it doesn't matter, you know. A few days later, whatever, still fun. Oh, yeah. Still fun. Always fun. All right. This is what I have a question about. And I'm going to jump straight to the cup stuff because we talked about it. Because we all know Daytona truck race was just a cluster, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say the least. Um, Xfinity race, eh, so-so, whatever. It was pretty good. Um, then the cup race came around. And just from just from what I saw... From on social media, on you know any any news outlet and everything, nobody liked really the 
It's not that he didn't like it. Because we talked good about it on here. You're good. Yeah. Uh, we talked good about the racing. Because actually, if nobody would have told us that there was a fuel mileage or a fuel savings game uh, at Daytona, they didn't show us the speeds or nothing like that, we just said, hey, that's a good race. And that's basically what I went off of. Looking at it was a good race. Going back and kind of reanalyzing everything, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, um, it does. It takes something away from it. Um, I was like, man, y'all going that slow, slow at 175 mile an hour. <laughs> um, and you still wreck every car out there yeah. almost. <laughs> um, okay. So what I'm getting at is there were so many people that said, um, that, that, you know, Daytona was, eh, whatever. They, they weren't, they weren't happy with it to say the least. Um, we turn around and go to Atlanta. We're just going straight in the cup because we'll, we'll talk about the truck and Xfinity race. But um, they turn around, same style of racing, not as much fuel saving maybe. There was some that I heard, um, but I think TV purposely didn't talk about it as much, I think. Um, and they kept on wrecking. There was literally at the end of the race five cars that were not involved in a wreck. Hmm. That's what they said at the end. But everybody loved it. Everybody saying race of the year. I personally think it was just because of the finish that they're saying race of the year. Personally. Now, it's just me. Um, I I didn't see it as that great of a race. I'm like, man, if y'all would have just gave them some practice, personally, I'm like, maybe they could have worked some of these little issues out and it would have been a great race. Great side-by-side racing. Not getting up beside somebody or behind them and just all of a sudden having such a bad arrow push that you can't turn and you wreck whoever. Um, I don't know. Just my opinion. What you think? I mean, from a fan's perspective, I loved it. Uh, you know, I've never been in a car going 180 miles an hour and then all of a sudden, oh, the front wheels don't steer and you're going to go into the wall because you change lanes. That's scary. <laughs> I can't imagine how scary that is. But, you know, these guys get paid the big bucks to put on a show. And what we got at Atlanta was a show. I mean, three wide to the finish. Uh, I don't think it was just the finish either. The one thing that was different at Atlanta than, say, Daytona, Talladega, when they started wrecking, they're going a little slower. And it didn't take out 20 cars. Guys got banged up. Yes. But it didn't, oh, 20 cars are out of the race now because of this wreck. Uh, And I just, I like the hybrid. I'm glad we only do it twice a year. But the hybrid, a mile and a half restricted plate, drafting track, whatever they call it now. I thought it was awesome. There can be things to make it better and yeah. practice. Why aren't we practicing at least one session every every day and weekend? Know. I that's what I don't understand. It's like, man, you know, give them thirty minutes. I mean, yeah. just something. Yeah, in my opinion. What you think? Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was a uh, decent. I thought I, I'm not a big fan of the drafting tracks, but I do, I do understand that there's a lot more people in the stands than there would have been, you know, three years ago when it wasn't right. So uh, I don't know. I just think it's gonna be really interesting to see when the track continues to wear out. I mean, you saw how bad it was for the Xfinity and trucks, yeah. you know. But uh, for now, I wish it was all-star race. I think it'd be a great all-star race track. But um, I thought it was a, a, a decent race, and the finish definitely helped it out. What was bad, and this my thought on it, was, yes, handling, handling was obviously coming into effect, coming into play there. Um, well, NASCAR's already said, or because I was listening to Denny Hamlin's podcast today, uh, NASCAR's already said, oh, we're having a tire test. We're going to bring a different tire there that, that has more grip. I'm like, no, we don't need more grip. 
we, we want these cars to, yeah. you know, drive it as deep as you can, then lift. Mm-hmm. If driver messes up, that's on the driver. Um, I just don't, I can't understand why they're wanting to just make it a flat out foot to the floor track. I mean, I, I'm fine with it the way it is. I'm, I'm like you. I'm glad there's only twice a year. Um, but let's don't keep trying to make it more and more like a Daytona or Talladega. Let it be its own track hmm. is my thought anyway. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's going to be the hottest ticket come fall time. <laughs> Next race, it's going to probably sell out. I mean, oh, when, yeah. When's the last time Atlanta's sold out, you know? That is, and, and I was telling Connor the other day that um, me and my son Landon, I don't know, it's probably been five years ago now, um, four or five years ago, they had the same type schedule that they had the Xfinity um, race first and then the truck race afterwards. We went on that Saturday. We got to see cup practice – um, Xfinity practice, no truck practice. We got there a little too late for Xfinity. Um, truck practice, cup qualifying, um, Xfinity race, and truck race, and all the qualifiers, everything. Um, cost us like thirty five bucks. Um, so I was like, man, that's like the best ticket out there. <laughs> I was like, and it was that was before the track change. Um. But it was it was man I loved that track when it was wore out that was it was fun to watch it was it was it did get strung out um, but it was such a driver's track uh, and and that's what I I wanted to come back kind of to be um, just in my personal opinion um, it's I don't know it was now I will say after that last restart I was on the best racing I've seen in a long time um, guys were pushing, shoving, but it wasn't taking each other out. I was very surprised they made it to the checker flag. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them go to the, come to the white flag, and I was like, yep, they're going to wreck before they get back. They're never making it. But I was surprised they did. Um, I, I I think um, if Bubba might have stuck with Kyle, he might have been able to push it out a little bit farther. Uh, but Bubba kind of went back and forth, kind of lost the – the draft, I didn't lose it, but you know what I mean. Just kind of fell back off of them just a little bit, which made for an awesome finish. Yeah. It, it did. It made for an Pretty awesome wide. finish. What a race. Um, third closest finish in NASCAR history. Um, I believe it's only third. I know. I mean, I, that felt like the closest I've seen in a long time. Three thousandths yeah. of a second. Usually I can tell on TV even when it is really close, but I, you couldn't really tell on but, that one. But what was really cool is – that was first and second was three thousandths of a second. From first to third, which was Kyle, was only seven thousandths of a second. So top three within seven thousandths. Um, top, I think they said six. It was was um like uh like seven one hundredths of a second. It's crazy. <laughs> and Clint got the call wrong immediately. Yeah, right? he, he called it Blaney. I thought it was Blaney too. I did too. On the inside. That's usually the preferred line, but he got that side draft, and there you go. I think um, I heard somebody talking about it today. I think, and I think there's something to it. Uh, it you just get so much momentum around the outside of anywhere, especially when you can flat foot it. Mm. Um, plus, you think about it now, especially those corners, you kind of, when you come off that corner, you're coming downhill. So you get a better run from the outside if you can hold it yeah. wide open. So, But it was still so close. I mean, it was just... I figured I was just waiting on Kyle just to 
put it in somebody's door. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he knew who's to put it in. I think it was the problem. <laughs> so, um, but it was, it was a good finish. Awesome finish. Um, I, uh, I loved it. I, I want to see, I, I want to see more racing like that. Um, but I want to, I personally want to see it a little more controlled. Um, I want to see them be able to run up on each other's door in the corner and not, not wreck. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, which, you know, as a, a fan, you want all this, but it's like, okay, but that's hard to do. Yeah. With, with as fast as they're going, it's hard to control that much air. Uh, I don't know. Um, my only thing is, and, I, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but somebody's got to be that guy on the podcast. <laughs> um, um, is you, you talk about it's going to be the hot ticket. I believe it is, but I think you're setting people up for disappointment because there's no way you can remake a finisher. You might can remake a race somewhat like that, um, depending on how the weather is and, mm. you know, all that. But there's no way you're going to get that finish again in a year. I mean, you might. You might. It's possible. There is a possibility out there. But it's just tough to, you know, try to say, oh, that's going to happen again. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I think it... I I think it'll be a hot ticket too, though. The yeah. fact that Atlanta is going to be a, a playoff race, yeah, the first one. Yeah. That's I think that sells itself right there. Yeah, we were over at Darlington last year because that was a play. That was was that yeah. first playoff yeah. race? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was first playoff race. We were, and which really made it cool. I, I love Darlington being in the playoffs. Um, that that really made it cool, and and the way it kind of falls right there, kind of. I think it's going to move around every year. Might one year be in the playoffs and not, and I don't know. Um. There's something about playoffs, obviously. Uh, I mean, because guys know what they got to do. Um, that makes it a really hyped up race because right now this is only the second race of the year, so yeah. you know guys are still chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but if that's what they call that, then woo, <laughs> good for them. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, so overall though, you like the race? I did. I did. I mean. Excitement level, uh, close racing, slingshotting. That that was a, that's an old school way to oh, pass. Yeah. That's how the guys did it in the seventies. With you know the big old cars would punch the holes in the air. Uh, but yeah, we don't have to do that every week. We don't have to do that <laughs> at Charlotte Ooh. or Texas or anywhere else. Uh, Atlanta's kind of a one of a kind thing, and I, I like that. So what do you think? Yeah, overall. Overall, I thought yeah, I think it, it's the only worries I see Texas and all these other tracks probably looking. You know, hey. Why, why can't we do that? You know, cause it definitely brings in a bigger crowd, but I think it is good for what it is. I can't deny it is. It is exciting. I got a feeling Texas is about to change up. Um, That's the only thing is the next gen car is pretty good on mile and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. which really stinks because the old car was great on short tracks. Yeah, it was great. Now the next gen car kind of stinks on short tracks. It's like man, short track racing can be so good. Um, it's got to up the power for the short tracks. I think so, too. That's all you got to do. I think so, too. I don't bother me as much. Though. I feel like you can watch short tracks. You can get late models and everything else to feel the short track. I'm I, not, I want the NASCAR short tracks to be good, but I feel like oh, it yeah. is more important to have the mile and a half better because you can't find short tracks somewhere else. I agree with you. Um, I just, you know, I love yeah, to you, see the... You want to go to Bristol and Bristol and, and Richmond you know, and a, Martinsville. Yeah. I think Martinsville is the worst out of it. It got the worst end of the stick, I think, with the 
with the shifting. I think the shifting makes all the difference in the world there. And like, I'm like mm. you, you got you got to up the horsepower. That way you're in a RPM range that you don't shift from it and can still spin the tires. These guys aren't spinning tires at all mm. anymore. So, uh, which I mean, we've talked about that a thousand times and we'll continue to talk <laughs> about that. Um, and I just, I think they got too much grip. I, I'm always, that, that's why we talked about it the other week with the, the Thunder Lightning class. I, I, I love the class. I hate the fact now that they're back on the, the big tires. I, I loved it when they were on eight inch tires. Um, you take away grip, it puts it back in the driver's hands. I mean, you can have less horsepower as long as you got way less grip. So I agree with that. So it uh it kind of kind of all comes around. I think they're gonna figure it out. Um, who ex- did you expect? Uh, Chevrolet to have two wins first of the season? No. Especially with how fast the Fords have looked in each practice session, you know, for super speedways. But uh we'll really we'll find out this week who's got what, I feel like, you know. It's the first real race yeah. of the season yeah. next week. Yeah. Um I kinda I actually kinda thought Chevrolet was gonna be kinda kinda lagging behind. Um they're the only ones that didn't get a new model. But I think that actually, I was thinking about that today, and I was like, well, maybe that actually helped them. You know, they kind of knew what they had. They knew what they needed to work on. They knew how to make this car, you know, what with what they got, they know what adjustments they got to make. Mm-hmm. I think probably with the Toyotas and the Fords with new noses, um, you know, they're still kind of in a learning phase right now, probably, to some extent. Which, I mean, the Fords look so fast by themselves. So, um, I mean, I guess... A, Glove holding upside the window makes some. Yeah, that that was crazy. <laughs> it's genius, That's, I, dude. I, it was. I just hard to believe doing that at that. Joey Logano doing that at Cup Series. It um, just seems kind of. I it's so bad. I don't know how how much you follow dirt track racing. Here and there, here, here and, and there. there. I mean, I like I like the asphalt more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the tire up there on the wall is actually signed by Scott Bloomquist. Heck so, yeah. Uh, well, but that just, it made me think of Scott Bloomquist so much at, uh, Eldora years ago because they made him, it was, a um, there was something come up about wind nets. They had to run wind nets. They decided to make super late models run wind nets. And, um, they, uh, he, he put a wind net on it and then put a big old piece of plexiglass on it. <laughs> so it would and that's what it was he was getting side force from it going in the corner wind would come through hold the car straight um there's so many rules in the dirt on a class just because of bloomer <laughs> dude he all the rule book is wrote because of him yeah i mean it's it's wonderful it was different watching uh the racing evolution without him yeah this year i yeah. kind of missed just the bad boy uh bad boys in town you know even when he was older he still had that presence about him he um he's something else I tell you that he is something else. <laughs> Take the right flying saucer. <laughs> yes, yes. Just hard I to would, believe they would, he, would, he would web a glove like that, Logano. That's, that's I, what I can't I'm see that making that. I don't. I guess every little bit. Hurt, hey, we want to put it in the driver's hands. That's what literally happened. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not. I'm still not understanding how. I mean, obviously, there's people way smarter than me that's figured all this out, but. They're not doing it in the corners. They're doing it down the straightaway. And, and basically what I understand is they're trying to just block air from coming oh, yeah. in the car. Yeah. Just keeping it over the car. Is that what they're trying to do? Man, that's that's crazy. That, that if, if anybody don't know what 
That's right. Licks and wind net. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> um, anyway, if anybody don't know what we're talking about, during qualifying, Joey Logano sat on front row again, uh, second place, uh, but was, had his time disallowed and had to start at the back and serve a pass-through penalty on the first lap of the race, which actually was a blessing in disguise probably <laughs> for him. But... Um, what he had, he had a normal glove, but he had somebody go in between each finger and they stitched up more cloth to web it. I mean, just make, it looked like a, like a first baseman's glove over there. I mean, and when he was going down the straightaways, he literally would just hold his hand up beside the, on the window net, kind of pull in on it and hold it there at the same time. Um, what they were saying was they would keep air outside the car going past the window net i guess um that is looking for yeah every little bit i i think that is ten thousandths of a second <laughs> there i mean not even thousands that is ten thousandths of a second there. someone was doing that at daytona oh yeah and i couldn't remember who but i think it was the xfinity qualifying it, it got him in the the round of 10 but it, it, I forget who it was. It might have been Austin Hill. I don't want to get anyone, anyone in trouble. Well, you know? no, they say that's fine. I mean, yeah. holding their hand up just there. Can't and the, it, they just the couldn't have the like webbing. That. They say it was an SF, SFI infraction because yeah. that material. Oh, I know it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a SFI. It's not a safety infraction. They're mad because you manipulated the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and somebody, somebody even said that at Daytona, um, one of the crewmen, they didn't really name who, but one of the crewmen said, oh, he had it on at Daytona, too. <laughs> nobody I saw it. Saw it. Yeah. Um, and all it was was they saw it this week, and it was on camera because I was watching qualifying. He was on, and I just noticed glow going on. I didn't really pay attention that close, but somebody pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, man, that's, I don't know. I mean, I just. I guess I look at our cars. I think that's our problem is I look at our cars and I'm like, yeah, we're looking for tents. I mean, you know, that's what we're looking for. And we're looking for every bit of that in handling, not so much an arrow. (laughs) And, um, these dudes are looking for thousands of second of a second. I mean, cause I don't see where you can get that much more off of it. No, it can't be worth that much, but I guess it's worked somehow. They got them on the front row. And there's so much less you can do now with the new car. I mean, you're all kind of put in the same box, so you got to do whatever you can. Man, it's uh, it's wild out there anymore. It's um, speaking of though, I I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Um, do we do we miss um, crew chiefs being able to do a little bit more to the cars? Yeah. Um, you know, you don't see. They don't even have practice. <laughs> I mean, so... I don't know why they don't have practice. I think the next gen being kind of put them in a box a little bit just because they couldn't... They were hurting themselves by how much they were spending on yeah. everything, you know. But, yeah, I don't get the no practice thing. I mean, Kyle Busch's car, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Kyle. Even though he was running up front, he said it just was not handling. They went under, the, I think, worked on the left front shock. I think did some yeah. adjusting on it. I mean, there's that not... you. I think they got adjustable valves on their shocks. Um, but that's how minute, you know. But but that one little turn obviously greatly helped his car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but are we missing the days of the, the Ray Everham's, you know, 
messing with the body a little bit here and there and barely skirting by on the on the templates and yeah gone in the days of a smoky eunuch exactly. bringing a different size engine and not getting caught that's exactly right <laughs> but uh i don't know i mean i like that it's close competition and it's always good to have new owners like track house have yeah. success <clears throat> and uh and have it early uh, you know, twenty three eleven coming into the sport. If it if it makes it to where more teams can be competitive, it's ultimately a good thing, right? I mean, you don't want to see the same three guys dominate. That's how it was for a lot of the oh, races yeah. back in the day. It was Richard Petty or David Pearson or maybe an Allison or a Yarborough, and everybody else was pretty much an also ran. You know, that's right. Uh, I don't know. There should be a balance, though. You don't you you don't want it to just be spec racing. That's not what NASCAR is all about. And that you know, where's the fun in that? See, I personally thought, you know, the because was this this next gen is technically what Gen Seven now I think it is. Mm-hmm. I personally thought the Gen Six was it kind of had that balance for me. Um, yeah, there were certain little things. They did. They, they started the cost of those cars were going through it the roof. Was. I think it was. But from what I'm gathering is these next gen they're changing so many parts on them constantly. And they're not costing <laughs> any less. Um. Eventually they will, um, maybe, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I just, I've, man, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn on that because, man, I'm sitting here. I look at my cars over here, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, we can do this little bit here. We can do this little bit here. Yeah, you know I mean, I know you're the same way. And I'm like, man, they're really stuck in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I just, I, I. I look back now and I was listening to something that uh that Ray Everham was doing and they were talking about the T Rex car that Jeff Gordon had at Charlotte and they told him, No, do not ever bring that back. Okay. And um it was just there was nothing outside the rules, technically, but it skirted the rules so much, like on every part of the car that they were just like, No, we're not doing this. <laughs> um I I I miss the smoky eunuchs, you know, per se, and and that that philosophy of um, of crew chiefing and building race cars. Um, you know, you you hear, I, you even listen to Dale Junior. and him on his on the download sometimes when he gets some of the old late model guys, and you know they talk about old drop snout cars and you know different stuff like that, and you're like, yeah, I, mean, I know what you're talking about, and and. There's none of that anymore. It was really funny because you you heard, you know, names like Banjo Matthews and stuff like that. Oh, I went and bought a car from him, and we, we put it together, and, you know, this car was raised this much on the right side. And, you know, just little stuff. They were trying, and um, there's nothing to try no more, <laughs> I don't guess. <clears throat> well, a lot of them are talking about how they cheated them up years afterwards. <laughs> oh, yes. So they're oh, not yes. getting in trouble. <laughs> that is exactly. You gotta right. wait a while for those stories to come out. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you what that that dog on uh, that laser scanner they got now. You can't get much past that thing. Yeah, that would be hard. The, the template's a little easier to massage <laughs> the sides of the car, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you just you knew where that template fell. All right, well, I can work here mm-hmm. <laughs> in between that. Um, there's no in between anymore. Um, Do you think there's a lot more? Uh, mechanical freedom in the short track racing world yes yes a ton mm. uh to an extent um we're taking some up back I, if you go to late model stock yes there's mm. a ton of um you can kind of 
every obviously right now the thing is have your car on the ground um close as you can they're not traveling very much uh you know pretty much you almost set it up like a go-kart and just you know you figure out everything and it, it, you see them cars sitting there and they don't move um uh, once they're out on the track they just kind of are stuck there mm. um but they're doing that on purpose and there's still so much little stuff you know with skews of the car being this way that way um there's all kind of little stuff in the car which i didn't know that much about our our buddy chad webster showed me so much on and um because i didn't know you know i came from go-karts mm. um and go-karts you you kind of had a little bit of that stuff and but it wasn't very much you 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 kind of had a frame there do a little bit with with your uh your front end um on them and and that was about it um you know you kind of then they came out later with adjustable rear bearing so you could kind of move the axle a little bit um and that was really all you could do um but you could do it um and then i moved to the legend cars um that was the first thing i ran on asphalt ever um and i was like well we got springs but we're still not that much different than a go-kart if you really break it down and look at it i mean we're, we still kind of can adjust very similarly um with the coilovers and everything you're you kind of as long as you get the right springs in it you you ride heights similar and right and um it kind of adjusts accordingly um as long as you have a car that responds mm. it's good um that's my thing about now with cup cars I hear I hear these guys, and I've listened on the radio on how many times. Is they're adjusting what they can adjust? Cars just not responding at all. It's like the same thing. So, um, what do you think? You think you got? Yeah, I think I think they're doing more than than we realize, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, I, I promise you, they're washering here yeah, and they're still shimming they're still here the good teams and <laughs> the, the all right teams. You know, they're still the, oh yeah, the Hendricks and the people still find an extra. That's right. Extra little bit here and there. That's right. But but by like Skyler said though, you think there's still a little more Probably. obviously freedom in the short track scene? Yeah. I'd say so. But I think uh I don't know. I think I think it's different kinds of innovations. There is. There is. Um one thing I will say, and I don't um I'm not calling anybody out on this, but I think I do think the short track scene kinda opens up more people for um let's say uh ingenuity mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll just leave it at that ingenuity um whether it be right wrong or indifferent um just because we, we don't have the i mean we got tech obviously but this is not you know as sophisticated as as others yeah I mean, they're, I was, not, they're not putting your car in r&d jail at the end <laughs> exactly, of the race exactly you're not you know it's mike cox being like yep oh that's good that's good now getting a Getting anything wrong past Mike Cox. Now, that's the hard thing to do. <laughs> that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> that yeah. is a hard thing to do, um, which is good. Um, but, but I guess that's some of, some of the draw to the late model stock car world. And the last couple of years, it's it's really – car store has blown up, you know. Uh, the the uh, Even though it's just a small geographical right. area, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia – um, it's really uh, taken on a, a, a new personality with with Dale and and Jeff Burton and no. uh, th these new guys that are investing into it. No. 
And I think a lot of the interest is coming from people that are like, hey, we kind of like how the Cup Series may have been in the 90s or 80s running these short tracks, and you got these uh, these crew chiefs that can do things to their cars. I think that's why guys like Dale and, hell, we had Kyle Larson at Caraway last that's year right. and all these names want to run these things because it's old school. It's a throwback, and uh, it's kind of how it used to be. And I think there's a, there's a draw to that, and there's a nostalgia with that. There is, definitely. Definitely is, um, and it's you talk about that, in which I, I'm I was glad to see this year. I know the uh, NASCAR late model stock rulebook now lines up with the Cars Tour oh, rulebook, um, which I didn't know it didn't for a long time. Um, and then who was it got caught? It was uh, Rodney Childers Riggs and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they got caught at because they had the wrong size sway bar in it. Um, easy mistake if you're. I, yeah. <laughs> you were at that race, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there too. I was there too. Where, yeah. He was like, nah, what a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing. I felt bad for Lane too because he had yeah. one in a while, and you know, uh, it's never the driver's fault if something's legal. Oh no! And how often do they know? <laughs> well, well, in the NASCAR world, I would say probably never. Mm-hmm. In the late model world, oh, he probably knew. He probably knew. You think? <laughs> he probably knew. <laughs> yeah, he probably knew exactly what was in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and that's the difference, I think, that a lot of people for a long time had trouble with when the Jeff Gordons came along and stuff like that, is because the guys in the late model stuff, just like we do now, um, you know, they got out and worked on the cars and yeah, you know, they knew everything going on with the car. Well, at, like I said, like in the Jeff Gordon came along. He didn't know nothing about working on a car. He probably knew some things about the car. Um, but now that is the norm that these guys don't know anything about a car. Really? Most of them don't. Um, there's still some, and I will say Lane Riggs is probably one. I've seen him work on many late models. Um, there's a lot of these guys that do know, and that's what really stinks is, (laughs) This is so off track from where we've been, but that's what really stinks is you got the guys like the Lane Riggs, who's finally getting a shot yeah. in the, the truck. Truck ride. Um, and which I'm glad to see. Um, but there's so many more. And even uh, Carson Quapo, I see he got a, the 88 ride at Martinsville, um, which is really cool um, because you're getting these, what I call check riders now that are getting all the rides out there. Um, doesn't matter how good you are. A lot of times, if, if you, you write this check, you can drive. Um, so I, I'm I'm glad to see Lane and and Carson because Carson knows a lot about that car. Actually, he don't he don't say much and he's kind of quiet and everything, mm-hmm. but he actually knows a lot about that car. Um, he he's 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 smart. Him and his brother both are smart when it comes to a race car. Um, they know how to drive. Um, so. It, regardless, um, getting back to it, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a um, a good thing on the on the short track side anyway, the local track side, you know, still still room to move in there. Um, probably the most restricted we got is probably like legend cars. They're pretty. Uh, what you want to do with them is pretty much go to the limit of the rules on everything. Cause they got a rule for pretty much everything on, mm. on ride heights, on, uh, 
on um uh you know your links on both sides um everything they got a rule for everything on that legends car mm-hmm. um but there's still people who know how to okay we can go here but we can do this over here and that's what you got to learn mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's in legends car you want it to be a sort of a developmental series yes, so you, you want to see who's the best driver maybe not who sets the car up the best or, uh, you know there's always an element to that oh yes but you know if i'm watching a legends car race i want to see you know who, who might be able to take that next step and and have success in a, in a bigger right. car or a bigger series um i think that's what it's all about but uh connor's the hot, hot ticket of <laughs> yeah i wish <laughs> <laughs> y'all put on a whale of a show at florence man and dylan like whenever <laughs> i see you guys you're showing up 25 cars deep yeah. and uh just slicing every single lap somebody's slicing them up carving them up it's, it's a great show Go to Florence this weekend. You might uh, see some action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we will. So um, anyway, let's let, let, we'll finish the uh, finish the NASCAR side of things. I guess um, uh, go back. There was truck race, like we said. Um, truck race actually seemed all right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Can't the, the trucks and Xfinity both just can't? They're so dependent on side force. They can't run the inside like that. No. So it makes for a, a one line train around there. Yeah, um, man, I thought Jesse Love had the Xfinity race locked up. I really did. Yeah, it was so dumb. I think I could have. Hey, last caution. I felt like they were under caution for seven laps. Dude, that's yeah. what I was like. I was like, I could have pushed, pushed the car off myself at that point. You know, they just had cars sitting around. I was waiting for somebody to park it on the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> we know a couple people that have done that. <laughs> uh, what was really funny, it was like within the same few weeks. It was just yeah. in like a few weeks of each other. <laughs> I had to ask when Mason and Diaz and Josh Williams were at the same track. I was like, so did did Josh Williams pull a Mason Diaz? Like, that's what it, <laughs> it should be called, right? Yeah. And no disrespect to you, buddy. I, I want to play that concert. You guys got to get back to me. We're, they're doing a speed week out there yeah. in Kenley. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to Michael a little bit. I know he's swamped, but uh, I'd love to play that concert. We got to get a finalize that it's thing. next weekend yeah. not this coming weekend but next next, next week yeah. yep. Wednesday, next Thursday week. I love right. racing on weeknights because I play a lot of shows on weekends yeah. you know some people work 9 to 5 and they only have weekends <laughs> free I'm like the opposite work 5 to 9 <laughs> <laughs> yeah like... work nine, 9 to 5 a.m. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean I, that's why I love speed weeks down in Florida Tuesday night we're going we're going racing that's right and I know that used to be more common you know in, in, in maybe in a different decade but Run weeknights, they're awesome. Glad the Diaz family's doing that. Yes, yes, that's a cool track up there too. I actually haven't um, been. I've, I've you never been there. I need to get up there. I love. Uh, I've only been there one time. Actually, it's, it's a good little haul from here. I mean, but it's not terrible, obviously. Um, but me and Sterling went one night, and I want to say the Cars Tour race was there. I think it was. That was back when they were running. Uh. It was late model stocks, and it was super late models back then. It wasn't pro late models. They had super late models back in the day. Um, but from turn four, well, turn, I think from turn two all the way around to turn four, you can park up against the track. Um, and they got these big old spots there. You got a sign, parking, got numbers and everything. So we took his truck. Um, he had a 3500 Chevrolet at the time, and we took the truck. And uh, put a little grill in the bed of the truck. Had our chairs sitting in the bed of the truck. We sat there, grilled hamburgers, and uh, watched racing all day. And it was, man, it was, and you could see the whole track from where we were sitting because it's wow. in such a 
they got so much banking that they're dragging us in a hole. Um, it, it reminds you of Bristol, really, the way it, the, that you sit and see it. Um, so it's a really cool track. I just wish, and and they they're trying to figure it out. They're doing some stuff with some resin and all that stuff. Um, I've always said that track would be really cool if they could get the top line working on it but i don't it, think you ever will i think it'd be tough it's just it's a so much, so much difference between well that and it's so sharp of a turn so, off so, such a longer distance to go the you, do you run that track i run it i've been there once it. um it but man i feel like it would just be cool to see them run up high on that bank in there because it's a ton of banking but everybody wants to get down on the apron mm-hmm. that's how flat bristle used to be yeah yeah um so but yeah that, that, that'd, be, that'd be a cool race so um anyway to finish up the the nascar side of things um xfinity race austin hill wins it uh on a fuel mileage deal um really thought jesse love had it up until then um i don't know i don't i don't ever like fuel mileage races i don't know there's something about it to me it's like man it's I just want to see the guy that's fastest win a race. Mm. I, you know, I I appreciate I can appreciate strategy during a race. I just don't like it when everybody's that close on fuel and it ends up. You know, do we have enough? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Jesse said, "Oh yeah, I got enough." And then somebody was like, "How's he know? He's only raced two races in this." <laughs> he was confident. <laughs> he was very confident. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't want to get out of lead. I don't really blame him. Not. If I'm in the lead, run right till you run out. Yeah. Well, you know, if you come in. You've lost. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it back up to the front if 15 cars stay out ahead of you and you got a green white checker. You're not making it back up to the front. So if I'm as, if I'm in this position, I'm like, yeah, I got I saved plenty. I, I ain't coming off track. I don't care if this. I mean, that'd be the only way I'm coming off is if it runs out, which is what happened to him. Um, KB won the truck race. Um, didn't look that great actually through most nah. of the race. Though he he kind of think he muscled it out there. Yeah, I think he did too. He um he knows how to drive that track. Now, I tell you when the last time I went was when he was driving his own truck, and they went and take off and lost a tire, lost two tires. Yeah, <laughs> and both was the inside yeah, tires I fell think, off. I think of he it. had that one about wrapped up. Oh yeah, he had killed him that race. Um, and uh, so I don't know what you think about him. I used to hate it when Kyle would come down and run the trucks because he'd win every time. Like, it would never be anyone else. Now it's just kind of cool to see how many wins this guy can have through all three series. I mean, at this point, I've, I've eased my stance on Kyle Busch. I used to like him a lot less than I maybe it's Connor's now. man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. That makes sense. What's crazy, he used to win with Ace. He don't, it don't really happen anymore. The The... You don't you don't win every time we go to Xfinity now. There's a lot more. No, not a lot, Xfinity, a lot of times people sure. will beat them up right. Just, yeah, just how competitive the cars are. Well, he, he would run that 51 truck. Oh yeah, he would blue truck so and just blow everybody out of the water. Dude was insane. Um, he was talking about the other day. He didn't even want to run that race. Um, he had committed to five races for Spire, and he he was already going. He, he was going to run next week. Or he is going to run this coming week at uh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. obviously, as he always does. But I forgot what happened. Anyway, I guess they already had all the other races filled up, and so the only way he would get five races in was if he ran that race. Um, 
So he was like, ah. what I heard was like that thing came together like Wednesday before going down there. They just had the truck sitting there and no wrap on it. And I guess they just threw a wrap on it and threw a seat in it and got a win. Got a win. Um, and got practice at the track at least. Got practice <laughs> at the track. Um, he, uh, somebody were picking around because it was one of those things that Spire wanted him to come back and run five races to kind of, since they bought KBM from him, um, they wanted, he wanted, or they wanted him to come run to kind of keep them where they needed to be and kind of know what they needed. Mm. And uh, so apparently the truck's still fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, congratulations to to all of them and uh, Daniel Suarez for winning the Cup race. Um, that was a uh, that was a fun one. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I, I say still say that. <laughs> I still say that. Oh yeah. And shout out Austin Hill. That guy can do that on those drafting tracks. He can. He knows how to somehow get it up front. Uh, right there at the end every time. Mm-hmm. Um. He is, that is our, uh, our, our, our buddy Kendall Sellers. That is his brother-in-law of AK Performance there. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's where, the, that's the A in AK. Cool. It was Austin and Kendall. So, uh, they started that together. Um, so, uh, so congratulations to him. Um, also, and I text him, uh, uh, yesterday, day before, I can't remember, uh, our boy Honeycutt, Caden Honeycutt, finished uh, sixth place in yeah, truck race. Cool. Real good run in the nice truck. Uh, tried to get him to come on here. He said, man, I'm testing all week because he's running the speed weeks Yeah. next yeah. week. So they're over at track testing tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess they rented track to test. Wow. He's a great uh, interview. He, uh, he is. He really he's gets into dude. it. He, he always takes the time to do it and uh, gives you a lot. You know, some guys – Get a couple sentences. Oh yeah, Caden. Caden's a great interview. He's going to be a great, uh, great driver, and probably a, a lot of companies are going to want to attach their name to his. I'm gonna tell you what. Um, now I don't know. There's probably some people that that follow him, but if you don't, I don't know what he's. I don't know what his schedule. That's what I want to talk to him about. Um, this dude not only is a good wheel man of an asphalt car. Yeah, he can drive a dirt car too. He um, I, they just sold all their stuff. But he's running for Nice, and Nice has a a um a late model, dirt late model program that they're doing. So I'm wondering if he's going to run some of their stuff, um, because Carson Hostovar was in it some, um, uh, quite a few of those guys came through. Uh, Ross Chastain, I think, ran it some, um, so I'm wondering if Caden's going to go over there and run their super late model a little bit, um. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool because he is he's a wheel man in a dirt car. Um, you know, I guess he's kind of taking the the Kyle Larson path there. You know, keep uh, and I've asked a lot of guys about about that with with running dirt and asphalt the way to do. And everybody tells me that I talk to that runs both is the dirt will really keep you sharp on your driving. So. I think that's obviously where we're messing up, Connor. We're not running enough dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeview's just up the road, guys. I know, I know. I've thought about it. And I, what was bad is I really thought about it uh, a couple years ago with that car um, because they were were running Legends kind of normally, you know, at least a couple times or once a month or so, mm. and they kind of quit, mm. kind of run one time a year over there. I was like, man, Legends car be fun over there. 
Fucking Fayetteville. I like Fayetteville, but man, I went the last time I went there, I started 32 legend cars. Wow. And well, about uh, eight of them finished. (laughs) (laughs) They tore up some legend cars. (laughs) But anyway, guys, real quick, want to uh, thank our all of our uh, all of our affiliates coming on here with us for sure. SRI Performance, they are your one stop shop for all things racing, guys. Uh, Give them a call. I know uh, everybody's season starting up just like ours is here coming up. Uh, So uh, anything you need, racing. Racing wise, safety wise, I don't care what you need that goes on on or in that race car. Head over to SRI Performance, www.sriperformance.com. Uh, put in our promo code after you fill that buggy up. Uh, put in promo code C Bone. T N S C is in chicken. B O N E one zero. Get yourself ten percent off there at time of checkout. Same deal over at Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, guys. Get that car purdied up. You know all the structural steel you need on it. Uh, anything to uh, fit it, it, you, you car builders, anything you need from over there, guys. They got um any specialty metals you need, any kind of materials you need, painted aluminum sheets um for you dirt guys. Everything. Head over to Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Also, our good friends over Profab Headers and Exhaust. Um, like I always say, and because it is their slogan, their quality that wins. Well, guess what they did this weekend, guys. They won with Daniel Suarez. (laughs) (coughs) Two cup races this year. Two wins for ProFab Headers. (laughs) I love it. So uh, y'all head over to ProFab Headers and Exhaust Guys. And they they got any, pretty much any application you got. Anything from like we talk about late models, asphalt late models, dirt late models, dirt street stocks, asphalt street stocks, anything in between. Even that car right there, that legend car sitting right there has ProFab Headers on it. So, uh, actual full exhaust uh, is ProFab. So, y'all head over to ProFab Hitters and Exhaust. Get everything you need from them guys. Uh, Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Y'all head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Get uh, any kind of horsepower needs you have. Head over there and Earl hook you up. I don't care. Uh, they have an awesome crate program, but also any other kind of program you got going on. Uh, head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. They will, they will hook you up. All right. Well, you mentioned it there a little while ago. We got some racing coming up this week. Back at Florence Motor Speedway. Um, season opener night. I'm excited, man. I'm I excited. too. And uh, Tour Modifieds. Uh, yes. So badass. Uh, and a lot of the guys that I grew up watching, your Burt Myers is coming, yeah. some other guys from Bowman Gray Stadium. And uh, they just are so cool. I uh, saw a few of the races at New Smyrna. Uh, and, and shout out Landon Huffman. Yep. Trying out the yep. modifieds. I know it didn't go smoothly. He had a rough week. Immediately, but <laughs> you never get it right immediately. Like that's uh, very competitive. Um, but yeah, that's the, by the grace of God, 600 horsepower. That's right. You can't beat an open wheel modified. And uh, I'm excited for every other class that's going to run too. You know, I mean, Thunder and Lightning, they're going to have some unified rules. Yep. Super Truck's going to have the same rules at Dillon that they will yep. at Florence. So we're hoping for a better truck count with with them this year. And, uh, I mean, that, that late model program is just so great at Florence too. I know they're not going to be, you know, headlining this week. Right. But um, I'm just really looking forward to the season. I'm ready to get going. Um, Chargers will be yeah. there. Um, 
Can we get some unified rules? Say, that's what we <laughs> Can we get some unified rules? <laughs> <That'd be nice laughs> <for you. laughs> that is the one that's not unified. <laughs> that's right. I went there and begged Ron for it. No, but hey, that's track decision there. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, it's, it's going to be a. Uh, I think originally Chargers were not on the schedule, um, and then went back and put them on. Um, I don't, I don't think limited or limiteds. Will that be next time? That's yeah. the sixteenth. Okay, I'm I'm trying to figure it all out. I need to print out a schedule and put it up here on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last year it was kind of just you know every class every week pretty much. So yeah. um I need to I need to print out a schedule for both, put them up on the wall here so we know exactly what's going on. Um, but man, uh, I saw uh, Ryan Newman's gonna be uh gonna be driving for our buddy uh, Joey Coulter um in that two ride, um which. Ryan is always fast in anything he's got. Um, is Bobby Labonte will be there. That's what I was going to say. Is he going to be back? I believe so. Okay, cool. I was wondering if that team, because I know they were kind of teammates last year, but mm-hmm. apparently they went back to one car again. Um, I maybe, think. Maybe. He maybe. Uh, but Ryan's running the full season, right? The full yes, smart tour season? he is running full season. That's so cool. Yes. That's going to be exciting to watch. Um, I'm going to have to get him on here. Joey's a good friend of mine. Um, so we'll have to try to try to work that out, finagle him on there mm-hmm. one day. Um, that's a fun race to watch, though. Um, I'm wondering what their tire rule is this time. Um, last year, it was just they, the right rear last year, right? It was one tire, mm-hmm. which most of the time was the right rear, mm-hmm. but it was one tire, um, which is just weird um, to me. I don't know. I, I guess it keeps costs down, but. I know some of them guys, and I think it was a Hoosier deal again, unfortunately. Um, it's just been an issue, you know, the past few years. Mm. Um, so maybe they've got it fixed now. Um, but they, they wanted at least two, but they could only get one. Mm-hmm. So two made it easier. They could either put them on the back, put them on the right side, put them, you know, something like that. Um, but I saw a lot last year the uh, when they were at Florence, I remember watching, and a lot of them guys, they would get their one tire, put it on the put on their right rear a lot of them but they take the left front um air it up move it well i don't move it to the right the right front off the left front you know because that tire was on the ground the least pretty much so um or or some of them move them back just to get rear grip mm-hmm. depends on how their car was handling kind of where they moved them around and that's that is strategy and that's what that that race last year was so crazy to me because it was you know you had these that were out front to begin with. Um, all right, well, first caution come out. So many of them went into pits. Well, they raced for a while longer. Another caution come out. The other ones went into pits. It's like, all right, where's this going to shake out until everybody lands? Um, so, and it's live pit stops, um, yeah. which is wild on that pit bonkers road. <laughs> to me, that's bonkers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Bert got kind of, pinned in a little bit uh yeah. the last last year uh with this race and you know some of those crew guys they they're just you're unhired oh, help yes. uh, they're not getting a paycheck so please don't run anybody that over is, down there that is uh you want to ride with us this week yeah sure oh you got changed tires <laughs> what uh, yeah uh but i'll tell you that big money matt hirschman he's going to be the car to beat he won the the world series of asphalt yep and that 60 car and it's cool because he runs the northern tour uh, but he works a lot with the PD Motorsports guys yep. just down the road in Shiraw. Yep. So uh, it's always awesome when he can bring one of their cars to Florence or anywhere down south to to racing. 
That dude's insane in him. Hard to whoop him, dude. Uh, you can't beat him. Um, man, that's that's it's such a that's what's so cool about them cars, and I don't know, it's just they're on another level. It's it's like a I don't know. When I, every time I watch him, I'm like, man, this is like late models mixed with indie cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not far off there because <laughs> they're so fast through the corners. Um, I just feel like my first. If I ever got in one, I know Landon Huffman, more power to him. I mean, he, he did good with, you know, being his first real time in the car um, and, and, you know, dealing with the motor issues that he had down at New Smyrna. Um, but, man, he uh, – I know after getting out of a late model and getting in 1M, it's like I am going way too fast through this corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got to be crazy. Um but you, like you said, you grew up around them up there at Bowman Gray Stadium. Um, that's that's a different different world there, though. <laughs> All right, so folks, I hear your point when you say Bowman Gray Stadium is not real racing. I'll just give you that. I'll give you that right off the bat. It is mechanical gladiators out there, <laughs> and it is it is a show. It is tempers flaring. It's emotional. And uh, I don't think there's a short track in America that can duplicate it, replicate it. The Clash has try, tried to do that a couple of years, but Bowman Gray Stadium is the only of its kind. And uh, they, they pack the place every week. And that's where I learned how to call someone number one. I learned what <laughs> finger it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. You, if you want to find real racing, there's a bunch of short tracks up and down the the coast here on the East Coast and all over the country, you can find real double file, good passing. Bowman Gray, you're just you gotta bump them, you gotta grind, and it's a throwback to a different time. And uh, you know, people want to talk junk about that place, and I understand <laughs> it, man. I never had to put a race car back together. That's not what I have to do for a living, so uh, I get that. But yeah, the modifieds there really are, I think, the only class that doesn't kind of have some of the clown activities that you see yeah. all that make their way online with the, the sportsmen and the, oh, yeah. and the mini stocks. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's racing gladiators. And the fact that you got the same kind of guys always winning there, your, your Burt Myers, your Tim Browns, uh, you know, it says something to how hard they're working. And oh, they're for, for sure. I mean, this it, it's insane. I remember that's a crazy thing is, you know, is involved in racing as I have always been myself to some extent or another. Um, I'd heard Bowman Gray, you know, was always, and I was like, cool, whatever, you know. Um, then I remember that Madhouse show <laughs> came on. <laughs> and that was like, I waited every week to watch Madhouse. I mean, that was, that was awesome. I mean, they, they followed around Burt Myers, Tim Brown, all the, Jason Myers, um, the, it was man that, that, that's cool to watch I, I i liked it um but what i really like is regardless of what they're doing whatever you want to call it racing a show whatever you want to call it i don't even care they are packing the stands every week absolutely i mean big crowds so um man go I, regardless go watch these modifieds yeah they um they kind of did the same thing at um oh what was it where they the Bash at the beach, I think they called it. Um, the one down in Daytona? No, no, no. no, no, no. Or it was Cla oh, the Clash. Oh, the Carteret Clash. Yeah, yeah, Clash at the beach. Yeah, they brought all the Bowman Gray guys after yeah. the season to run uh, at Carteret. Yeah, and they said that was a wild show. Yeah. Um, so, 
So um, these modifieds, and, and I know, like you said, we're not at Bowman Gray, um, but they still they put on a show. They um, these guys, and and I and I remember when I went down to Victory Lane and interviewed top three. I think it was last year. I I got maybe a couple more. Um, these dudes are passionate about this. For I mean, everybody at the track he is but this was like on another level <laughs> i was like these dudes are they're up here <laughs> for some reason and i mean i liked it but it's like they understand that this is what i always get on our guys around here about and i tell them about it um i'm like guys y'all got to understand you getting on i don't care what podcast what show what any bit of time you can get out there get your name out there get get on a highlight somewhere that puts your name out there. There's people watching that. There's people want to see that. There's sponsors that want to get behind that. Um, so do whatever you can to get out there. Um, and, and that's what they have figured out. Um, and that's why there's so many people show up to that because they have personalities. Um, and they do. They have great personalities and, uh, they will, they will show you their personality. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so come on out to Florence Motor Speedway this Saturday, guys. Um, Looking like a uh, a fun race. I need to pull up time. You don't happen to know time, do you? Uh, uh, 3 p.m. green flag. 3 p.m. green flag. I'm glad somebody pays attention well, around here. Well, I'm announcing all the races that aren't the smart tour there, so I want to be able to tell people when it is. Uh, yeah, I think Bob Dillner will be coming back with that whole crew. Bob. And, yeah, they're all great people. Uh, uh, Jeff Button, who's, yeah. uh, who's running the... Uh, I believe the timing and scoring and the head scorer there. Yeah, uh, he's cool. He, he's also a, a wrestler. Did you know that? No, I did not I know he that. He goes by JB Cole. Really? Uh, I think he used to be the flagman in for Bowman Gray Stadium. If I'm not mistaken, I could oh, be. Oh wow! Don't believe he is anymore. But yeah, he uh, former semi-professional wrestler and flagman a, and I, official. I could see where wrestling and being a flagman at Bowman Gray could kind of come in, in handy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a show, baby. It's a show. I just think he needs to cut some promos in between classes. And <laughs> <laughs> the Smart Tour does cut some funny videos. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of the stuff they've put out there. It's entertaining. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, everybody come on out to Florence Motor Speedway. We'll be out there. Um, Connor going to be racing something. Yep. He decided, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> he decided what he's racing yet. <laughs> it might be a Charger car. It might be a Legend car. It might, who Show knows? find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there in the Legend car. Unfortunately, we expected to have our motor back and uh, had some uh, had some setbacks on that. So, um, unfortunately, that's not going to be out there this week. Uh, hopefully, by the next race, hopefully we'll be out there. Um, but we will have the Legend car out there um, as everybody can kind of kind of see it back there in the background i guess it's somewhat of the unveiling of it i kind of put out there you know just kind of getting everybody to guess what color i wanted it to be something majorly different <laughs> this year I'll and uh the way so you can see that a little <laughs> um and uh I, I say it's different we went with the the copper and and uh is bobby like a turquoise it's a chrome turquoise um i call it the lucky penny <laughs> so hopefully it'll be lucky hopefully it'll be lucky uh we will we will see uh see how we can uh, a few years ago this race i ran really good and actually um ran up front for a while somehow um 
Now, competition all of a sudden went <laughs> through the roof <laughs> since yeah. then. So, uh, man, like you talked about earlier, um, it's nothing to see 25 of these legend cars, you know, at the racetrack now. Um, a couple of years ago, I remember it was, you know, we might have 10, 12, something like that. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, boom, there's so many of them. So, it's one of those kind of like, talk about like cup races. You can be off just a little bit and you're way back there. So, so it's a, uh, it's a chore, especially on these, er when we do these early races at Florence, it's, it's a lot tougher for us. You got to be really on it because we get one round of practice. Then our second round of practice is also our qualifying. Um, and so you pretty much got one shot to get it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, makes it makes for some fun days sometimes <laughs> um so we'll see what we got i think we um i think we're coming with a uh with a decent piece this year i think it um we we've we've worked a lot on it obviously changed everything on uh, there's there's obviously two cars sitting here we may even try to get this one the white one back up and going later in the year who knows was it time Throw to make our, our big sponsorship announcement here? Well, that's what I was fixing to say, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw this out here. Um, right. I, I'll let you do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been following uh, David's podcast for uh, a couple years now and figured uh, he's doing a really great job telling the story of what it's like behind the wheel at uh, the PD racetracks at Florence and Dillon. So I, uh, I had these stickers a little smaller. I wanted to blow them up a little bit. But uh, show the camera there. Uh, okay. Okay. That's uh, got my website at the bottom, my music schedule for the year, and that's what I usually like to wear when I'm singing the national anthem. <laughs> nice. Is the 1985 Winston Racing Series jacket. Love it. So, cool. uh, I am now an official partner with David Rogers and Chicken Bone Alley, and we're going to be putting that on the Legends car. Yes, we are. And the the late model when uh, when he gets that ready to go. Yes, we are and for I sure. Figured I'd give y'all guys some some free swag as well. Awesome. Got some koozies here uh, with my website on it. Sweet. Appreciate it. And uh, awesome. I don't know if y'all still listen to CDs, but we we I sell some CDs at my shows, and uh, that's what they look like right there. Got a little mason jar and a piston and a couple of my guitars. So. Uh, give, awesome, give you guys man. some Appreciate CDs. It, Thank you so much. Gotta get much. some more of these soon with Thank the year coming around. <laughs> and uh, then I got some uh, little stickers as well. Awesome. And uh, this is kind of just a smaller version of uh, the big one that you'll see in the window there. And uh, that's my little logo shield right there. So Love it. Love it. There's your stickers. Thank you so much, man. We, we, we greatly appreciate you coming on with us this year. Yeah. Thank uh, you, man. And man, I, 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 you know, when I messaged you and stuff, I was like, man, this could, this could be something cool with all of us here. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about it even earlier. I was like, man, I want to kind of do a little segment every week on the show. Um, you know, we used to have Where's Waldo books. We'll, we'll have Where's Skylar books. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, well, I want to, I want to kind of keep up, let everybody know where you kind of going to be. You know, yeah. Each week, and if you're gonna be out of track, announcing even, we'll, we'll we'll put it out there, man. So, uh, awesome, man. I I, I I greatly appreciate it. Um, greatly appreciate you coming on here with us, regardless. Um, 
and, and want to have you back as whenever you're av- available at, at any time, man. Um, even even if you're not not coming here, we got the Zoom here. We can get mm-hmm. we can get on anytime. Yeah. So, um, man, it is uh, it's so cool. Um, uh, let everybody know. I know you just threw it up there, but let everybody know where to uh, where to find you at. Where where you where are you going to be and all that good stuff. So my entire schedule for the year, uh, all the music shows and uh, the national anthem performances are on uh, my website. It's skyler.live, www.skylerwhitfield.live. So skylerwhitfield.live, you can find all my dates. Uh, do a little bit of Carolina travel and some Florida travel, but mostly uh, the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach area. So if you're down that way, play a ton of bars up and down there. I promise you, you won't be drinking alone if you come to one of my shows. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go, man. Awesome. So uh, why are you you talking about it? What's up next for you? Uh, I'll be at OD Lounge Tuesday night, 7 to 11. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I'll be making my trip up to Rock Hill, Fort Mill, South Carolina, playing at Hobo's, both locations. If y'all are closer to Charlotte and you happen to be listening to this, uh, we'll be there. And then... uh, and then it's Florence time, and then uh, go. yeah, we'll be be rocking and rolling right there on the racetrack. All right, when I get to come up there and sing the national anthem with you, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dowie Cox does it when I'm not there. <laughs> I know, I know. I almost want to call him Dewey Cox because he got that low voice. <laughs> Wall card, <laughs> drive hard. There you go. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Connor, you've never seen that movie, have no, you? I don't think I have. Oh, you got to put that on your don't list, watch man. It. Don't watch you don't it. want none of this, do we? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the, uh, Cal Naughton Jr.'s character. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays him, uh, plays Dewey Cox. It's, you got to watch it. It was basically a uh, parody of Walt the Lion, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. Johnny Cash movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, everything uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley does, I mean, since Ricky Bobby, is gold to me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Great movies. I just think it's so funny because I see John C. Riley and I just like it's in Days of Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a hell of a, a an Irish singer too. He sings like really? uh, like bar that. songs. I do some of that too. I do a lot nice. on St. Patty's Weekend. I know a lot of those old traditional oh, Celtic tunes that you got to raise a beer to. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's that you didn't know anything about that before, and now you did. There you go. <laughs> and there you go. Oh, cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. I uh, want to thank real quick while we're on here our good friends over at Dixie Made. Dixie Made, right here in Florence, South Carolina, guys. Uh, guys, head over there. Um, so many great brands that they have. Um, your uh, your your Southern Fried Cottons, your uh, Drake Waterfowls, these guys like um, um, Simply Southern that all the ladies like nowadays. Uh, head over to Dixie Made and uh, get all your all your all your clothing needs over there. I mean, anything head to toe, hats, sunglasses, shirts, pants, shorts, probably even got some flip flops and shoes over there. <laughs> so uh, head over to Dixie Made, guys. Also, Fresh Chef. Uh, if you're up in that Race City area uh, towards Charlotte and uh, and um, Mooresville and and all that area, head up to Fresh Chef, guys. That is some uh, that's some good food for sure. Um, everything they got, I, I, I just it's so hard to pick one thing off that menu because man, it's all so good. Personally, I'm a good big shrimp and grits guy, and their shrimp and grits is amazing. So uh, head up Fresh Chef and uh and and, and get you some grub. Um, also. 
our good friends at Rivmax Racing Apparel. Uh, guys, girls out there, if you need a suit, um, you carters out there, uh, if you're racing go-karts, they got your uh, single-layer non-SFI suits. Uh, also, uh, us big car guys, uh, they got our multi-layer SFI rated suits. So uh, head over to Rivmax Racing Apparel and uh, get them get hooked up with your suit today. All right. Also, our good friends at MPM. <laughs> MPM Marketing. They're a uh, they're a partner somewhat of uh, Florence Motor Speedway. Also, um, uh, our good friend Tanya over there. She um, she she's she's on top of it, guys. If uh, if you are coming up in this world of racing, as we like to say, um, and you you want to make it to the next level, uh, it takes a lot of talent, but it also takes a great marketing crew behind you. And uh, there's none better out there than MPM Marketing. So head over to marketwithmpm.com and uh, get with Tanya, and she'll set you on the right path. All right. What else we got, guys? What else? I don't know. Anything else? Yep. Final thoughts, fellas. <laughs> what you racing, got going racing's on? ramping up. What um, you got going on? Soccer starts tomorrow for me. Soccer. First game of the season. Yep. Where at? It's at home. At, at uh, home. Yep. Who y'all playing? The uh, Kings Academy over Crosstown. Yep. We play them twice this the week. The Crosstown Rivals. Yeah, there. somewhat, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so excited to get that started. And uh, that'll be going on here till about May, middle of May. Sweet. So, uh, What's your position? I'm a uh, defensive mid. Kind of back the back line, water boy. The last offense <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I'm joking. I was first couple of years. Yeah. Oh, cool. Try to. Yeah. Just take them out. Gotta be careful with that. Well, where I'm at, you don't want to do that because it will uh, get a penalty kick if you're too aggressive with it. But oh. uh, yeah, we. Uh, I'm terrible, Connor. I don't know anything about soccer. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's not a whole lot really. <laughs> I mean, kick a ball in net. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you can pick up most of it by watching it. You know. So uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll be all right in that. My mom signed me up for soccer when I was like four or five. She tells me a story. I don't remember it. I made it to one game and I like stood there. <laughs> I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> so about a couple years later, I just started racing go-karts. <laughs> uh, football. I played a little lacrosse too in high school. Did you? Played defense, but... Where'd you go to high school at? Uh, Northwest Guilford uh, in Greensboro, okay. North Carolina. But by about the 10th grade, I just wanted to play music, man. I, was, I just wanted to play a guitar and find a stage somewhere. I did the marching band. Played tuba until oh. ninth grade, and then I wanted to meet girls. So I put the tuba down, picked <laughs> up the guitar. <laughs> My son Landon, he played um, trumpet a little bit, and and he will not. I try to get him to stick to something musically because he picked up trumpet. He didn't even sign up for band, and they put him in band, mm. and he ended up being really good at it. So I'm like, why won't you just pick up something? I want to. He don't get around to it. You know, like if you can pick up trumpet, I mean, I don't know how hard trumpet is to play, but he was playing notes. I'm like, hey, you're dead on. So that's 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 a talent there to me. Yeah, <coughs> never hurts to have a hobby either. You don't have to make it your job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> as hard as these guys work, though, I'm I'm telling you, the weekend warriors are my favorite guys to watch. Man, y'all work forty plus hours, more than forty hours, and then come home and work some more i'm super impressed by the guys that do that all the time and thank you for keeping short track racing alive. seriously <laughs> exactly everybody out there I, he's not lying my wife said our our youngest son he'll be the music he is he's um he's autistic um but he has perfect pitch and wow. can get on a piano and he can play a song and he goes back and can just wow. pick it up like that. awesome it's insane 
I'm watching him. I'm like, you'll see me go up the piano. He'll, just, he'll hit the right key, and he's like, okay. And That's play cool. it from there. I'm like, dude, it's insane. I wish I was could do half of that. I have to have a pitch pipe to do the anthem, make sure I'm on the right key. There, there. you go. <laughs> I will start way too high <laughs> myself. Low's okay. High's really <laughs> <Exactly>. in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I get in trouble. And I'm like, ooh, that was too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, well, Skylar, man, I sure appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us today. Sure appreciate all you, all you work with us this year. Um, man, it's going to be so cool. Um, but, but, I appreciate you coming out and talking racing, man, and giving us a another perspective. Like I said earlier, um, it uh it helps. <laughs> it helps because uh, we we me and Connor sometimes I think we we watch too much from the driver's seat, <laughs> and um, we, we need other other perspective sometimes. <laughs> so, man, I I really appreciate you coming coming all this way and hanging out with us today, and uh, and 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 having fun, man. Well, thank you all for having me. It was my pleasure. And uh, like I said, I look, I look forward to being a partner with you this year. Yes, and sir. Uh, let's, let's get this little guy up front. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll put that one on the side, then put the other one on the nose. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Awesome. Well, we, we sure appreciate y'all watching today. Uh, appreciate uh, all, of our, all of our sponsors and help on here. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. So, uh, but anyway, guys, I appreciate y'all, and uh, I guess we will see y'all next time. Later.